grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. Hope you like that new intro song that was done by the very talented headphone Joe. No O, no E in the phone. He is my co-host on Cheers from the Press Box, my sports podcast. Also has been a guest on this podcast. Check him out on all social media at Joe Dorville. His album is called TV. And again, that's Headphone Joe. Thank you again for that intro song. If you are new to the show and couldn't catch the intro song lyrics because they're just so awesome, uh, my name is Brennan Tassif. I am sober now, uh, but I did a lot of partying and drinking back in the day. And one of my favorite things to do back then, and still one of my favorite things to do currently, is to hang out either by myself or with some friends and do what we used to do, which is just talk shit, talk shop, just like you would do with a drinking buddy. I am joined today by a very close friend of mine, a return guest, the Gummy Bear Gangster himself, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Marcus Crespo. What's going on, man? Nothing much, baby. I uh, I really enjoyed the intro song. I know. Nope, you got an intro song. I know. It's legit. We're finally legit. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that that's awesome. That's, that's dope. A few months in. Yeah, because Joe listens to the, the... He's been on it, but he also listens to the podcast, and it was really funny because he... Yeah. Uh, messaged me and was like okay i'm i do music and i'm sick of listening to the show and not having an intro so here (laughs) and i was like okay cool but marcus is a local comedian here in jacksonville but he does travel all over the country in fact you have some dates coming up right this will come out tomorrow so uh yeah so uh actually at the end of this week at saturday i am returning to where it all started i'm returning to regency square mall oh god uh at a at a at a venue in the mall called ibridge and if you're familiar with the mall it's where the uh, old Victoria's Secret used to be. Okay, so right there at the very front. Yep. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, or in the East Malls they call it. Uh, but yeah, I'm as, gonna be as they call it to the initiated. Yeah, to the initiated. Yeah, yeah. He he messaged me and he it, it it just had the address on. I'm like, I know the address. I put <laughs> I put that address on plenty of police report. You know. <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's gonna be uh, Saturday, December twelfth. Yep, Saturday, December twelfth, six o'clock to eight o'clock. It's a it's a uh, all arts type of uh, showcase. Okay, so there's uh, spoken word, there's some music, and then I'm one of the comedians. Me and a guy named Leroy Gordon. Okay, yeah, and then uh, next week, next uh, week, next week, uh, I'm going to promote the the the, the little th- uh, three night run I got going. Okay. Uh, uh, started with us. We are Thursday night, Richmond Hill, Georgia. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The uh, the. The Bold City Bruisers. Coming we, to flashbacks. <laughs> coming to flashbacks, Richmond Hill. Uh, then Friday, I'm going to be here at Hyperion, back at Jacksonville, uh, closing out that showcase. And then Saturday, I'm going to be in Sanford at Oasis on the River. It's kind of like a co-headline thing, I think. I think that's how he's promoting it. Okay. There's, I thought it was feature, but I think he's promoting it as a co-headline type thing. So, But yeah, so that's what I got going on within the next couple two weeks or so so damn so you're gonna be all over the place check out uh, trying to what's your social media so people can check that uh, out basically uh marcus crespo besto is pretty much like the the handle for most of my okay. social media yeah beautiful beautiful now i did want to have you back on um we have a lot of uh banked episodes coming up but with everything that has happened as far as black friday oh. the holiday season coming up um i desperately wanted to have you on so we could uh, you could share some of those stories for those who haven't heard uh, Marcus's first episode, go back and check it out. It's uh, Marcus Crespo, the Gummy Bear Gangster. Um, you have a history of violence, no, but you also have a, essentially. Yeah. You have uh, worked security not only at Disney but at what you already prefaced, uh, prefaced uh, Regency Square Mall, which is yeah. one of the most notorious malls in the country when it was in thriving. Yeah, yeah. Because of the violence and some of the things that happen. Um, so. Not so much drinking stories, but this is still going to be fun because this violence goes hand in hand uh, with my life as well. So you have worked how many Black Fridays when you worked security at the mall? And this is when the mall was the mall. Like it was the only mall in town in Jacksonville, which is a big place. I worked from 2007 to 2013. So about seven seven Black Fridays. Yeah, I was. Yeah. 
And is Black Friday one of those things, like, I work in the restaurant industry, so there's certain days, like Mother's Day and Valentine's Day, where you know you have to work. Is that how it is, like, when you're working? Essentially. Yeah. Essentially. It's like all hands on deck. Yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. need it. Especially, uh, especially during the heyday, like, the earlier part of when I worked there, because it was a lot more stores, and they used to do giveaways. Okay. Like, the first 50 people. Yeah, doorbusters or yeah, whatever. Yeah, th- things like that. And they would give, like, a free snow globe at some of the stores and stuff like that. It was like, I think uh, JCPenney's one year had, like, free Disney. It was like a... It was like a two inch snow globe, right? Yeah. And like people were like, they were causing issues for like a two inch snow globe. It was the weirdest thing, but it's free, man. People love free. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, that's something that I think we've noticed in, with shows and stuff too, is because like people will go to stuff and like it if it's free, but then they don't value it as much because they yeah. didn't pay for it. Yeah. So it's one of those weird things where they want it because it's free. Yeah. But then at the same time, once they get it, it just goes in a box somewhere. Yeah, they'll show up. They'll, I mean, which is cool. You yeah. Know, they'll show up, but like they they may not pay attention or they they'll talk, talk the whole oh, fucking time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a similar it's a similar thing, you know, because they didn't have to dish over their hard earned money. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like when they pay for the beer when they show up to a free show. You know, you don't see them like pouring it out for the yeah. homies, <laughs> like some stupid. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not just wasting it because yeah. they paid for that. But yeah. then they come to the back to watch a show, yeah. and it's free, and so they just talk to their friends the whole time. It's like there's a whole bar like yeah. right out there, like go out there. Yeah, but when you um, so what is like? Because this is this is such a broad topic, but yeah. So I just want the listeners to get in the mindset. Imagine you're so this is Regency before they built the town center. Or right uh, around when but, the town center was coming up. Yeah, it, the town center didn't have as much stores at yeah, the time. Because I, but know, it was yeah, it was it was like the big hub of it, like starting from where the Publix is at, going to maybe where Five Below, There's, which I, is the majority of the town center. Yeah, that was there, but then there was a whole bunch of stores. Uh, like the other side of that wasn't even there. Okay. It was, yeah, it was they, because the reason I bring that up is because I, I need people to understand like the mall, especially in the South. I don't know how it is because I grew up in Florida, so yeah. I can only speak to Florida, but the mall is a big deal. I know people yeah. talk about it all the time. It's very relatable. When you're younger, you go to the mall and just hang out. A lot of times you won't even yeah. buy things. It's just like a hangout spot. Yeah. Now, Jacksonville is a very large city in the sense that it's not a, it's not a metropolitan city in the sense of like New York or Chicago or something yeah. like that, but it's still a big city. Yeah. So when Regency was at its heyday, it was one of the only malls within like 20 miles. It's the oldest indoor mall. Uh, like uh, what they call it? climate controlled, they call it climate, the oldest climate controlled mall in the Southeast. Okay. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's, it was at one point in a heyday. So when you're working there, it's still busy. It's not like, yeah. Yeah. it's not cause now it's a, it's a ghost mall. There's, there's like yeah. two stores and now they use it for COVID testing, which is crazy because yeah. it's like, I know I tweeted this, but it's like when you get inside of that, the old Sears where they do the testing, it's so desolate. And like, there's like cardboard and like plywood up and stuff and you're like oh this this seems very apocalyptic this seems fitting oh, yeah. for where the covid testing would be yeah and it was wild when when i because i worked from when it was thriving to when it started transitioning into what it's now yeah so that was sad to see it was like it was like i don't know i mean it was like watching a watching a oh no a dog get old and die <laughs> like not- i miss you rusty you know like- <laughs> so when you were there um what what's what's like the sense like what time do you go in on a black friday like oh, when you're working security, early. yeah, fucking early, yeah. We we we'd have to like because they had they had we had, we had an overnight person. We okay. always had an overnight person, and then we always had like an early shift person. So the overnight person would would be twelve to eight. Uh, the early shift person was like six to two because I worked the early shift sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then back Friday they would double up, so they would have a two midnight people. Okay, or maybe three depending on what what kind of event was going on. Then the early shift, there was like four cats that would roll in, and then then everybody everybody would come in like an hour or two from their normal shift. Yeah, early to cover the overlaps. And yeah, stuff. and we had a shitload of cops and stuff like that. It was a, uh, it was it was interesting. It was, a lot of it was just us posted places. Yeah, just to make sure things didn't get out of hand. You know? Now, wait, was the substation there when you... substation's always been there? Okay, substations. Uh, I can't remember when they and put it. It was. I mean, it was substation was put in when I was like in middle school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And a substation. For those of you listening who don't know, it's just a, it's like a, it's a mini police station. Yeah. And so they had that there and then they had all the overlap with security and everything. So what time does, what time do like, I'm curious because I want to know like 
what time do you get there? Like, what time does the mall open? Because traditionally okay. malls are like nine to nine to nine or ten yeah. to nine or something. Yeah, they had they had holiday hours uh, usually. Uh, put, like from from uh, the Black Friday going into basically Christmas or Christmas Eve, it was like holiday hours. So okay. they would like some weeks they would open up like an hour early for the entire mall. But Black Friday they would open up. Uh, usually like six thirty. Get the seven, fuck six thirty, seven thirty. Yeah, well, because the other the stores would open up. Yeah, that's what I'm. Too. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, so yeah, so we'd get there. Oh god, it that sucked. But it was it was it was like because of the mall that we worked at. It was like you couldn't you couldn't be tired. You had to like show up ready. Yeah, especially during the heyday. Like you because also before I worked security, I used to be like a Black Friday headhunter. Yeah, uh, like I was ruthless. Uh, <laughs> you do the picker brother thing now. Yeah, um, which is I don't know if you want to promote that. That's the uh, thing you do with your brother, right? Yeah, I, you... yeah, I, I do. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a picker, or some people call it a reseller. Yeah, uh, it's where you go to like thrift stores and flea markets and stuff, and you you pick things and you buy it, and then you flip it on on online or Facebook Marketplace or stuff like that. Okay, you but know. so you've always had that that kind of mentality of like, oh, I can get a few of these and then turn yes. around and sell them. Yes. So that's nothing new to you. Yeah. Or or just like if my mom's like, hey, grandma needs a, a toaster. Yeah. And I was like, toasters are two dollars at Target. I'll fight I'll fucking fight somebody. <laughs> like that, that there was a there was a there's a real true story where I, I think it was like a DVD player. This is when DVD players were still like expensive. Yeah. And they had a yeah, DVD. Yeah, because back then they were like two, three hundred dollars. Yeah, dude. They had a DVD player sell. I, I can't remember. It was like it was it had like Circuit 25, City. Twenty five bucks. No, it was at Target. <laughs> okay. I, I oh fuck. I I Oklahoma drilled somebody's aunt. <laughs> I, 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 I barrel rolled this bitch into a display of like uh, holiday socks. Was it the last DVD player? I don't even know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> There's like twelve on. There the was, I just didn't want to take a chance. No, they were getting low. They were getting low. I'm like, grandma wants a DVD player. You know, I'm not even sure if my grandma knew how to use it for like a year. But like, I barrel rolled this bitch into a holiday sock display. Then like her husband or some guy. Like he stepped up, and I just stared into his soul. Like, you want some? You're next. Yeah. And then I, I stepped over the lady and walked away. <laughs> oh, dude, I was brutal. I was brutal. Yeah. So go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so like, so knowing how people can get a i.e. me. Yeah. Um, I I would watch for behaviors. I would uh like I would like I would call like like I would be having my radio ready. I'm like, hey. uh Get visual of so and so over here. Like I was, I'd watch the clinch fists. Yeah, you know, like people were getting agitated. You know, before it it got to the point where people really needed to get agitated. So I'm like, those are the people to watch for. Those are the behaviors because I I was that guy. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And that's so. what I was gonna say is that I've known you for God a while now, and I think I, we told this story in the last episode. But if not, I just want to touch on it real quick. Marcus is the most cuddly, fun loving, nicest, <laughs> sweetest, sweet boy you'll ever meet. Unless you like, I want to say like almost like pose a threat or something like that. Would you agree with that? Like we've been in situations, you and I, where we're talking, everything seems like it's fine. And then some random drunk guy will walk up downtown or something. <laughs> and I come from the service industry. So I'm very much like, yeah, man, like, no, we're good. We're like, you know, I yeah. try like the same way I would talk to drunk guests. It's kind of yeah. like, yeah, man, no, we're fine. And you, I've seen you on a dime. Like we're having a conversation about something, laughing and giggling. And then you just turn and you're like, not today, man, yeah. not today. It's and I'm a, like, you're going to murder him. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's also like a space thing. It's a space yeah. thing. Like when you, when you work in like security or, or like law enforcement, like they, there's like a bubble. It's like you, it, your bubble is like a very self defensey type of thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. But like, it's something I wish went away. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I can't, I can't I, shake it. I yeah. really appreciate it because it, that's that makes a whole lot of sense. You saying the bubble thing because it's it's one of those things where they're like drunk or they're fucked up and they always like walk right up on you or right yeah. up on us and they're like like within an arm's reach of us. And that's when, cause I've seen you talk to people before who like, we don't know or anything. And like, if as long as they're like away from us, yeah. you always seem cool. Yeah. But it's that, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Cause when they come yeah. up within that arm's reach, you're always like, you like, you see it. Like I see it in your eyes. It's like, like he didn't even do like, why is Marcus like, yeah. like getting like this? But yeah. now it makes a lot of sense. But, it, but it's, I, I almost treat, I almost act like a dog. Yeah. Like a dog, dogs are the same way. Like if they don't, if they, you know, don't like, or they'll arc up or whatever. But yeah. then when 
you don't sense that, then that's when they're like, burr, 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 burr. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. So, yeah, so you are very protective. And now you use what you learned from being a headhunter on Black Friday <laughs> to translate yeah. into. So what what give us some of the examples of stuff, like some stories that you might have from like things getting a little out of control. Like, uh, well, we almost had a fucking riot. Uh, like they, a full on riot, a full on riot. We, we they had a Jordan shoe release on Black Friday. OK, now I don't want to talk about um, I know where you're going with this, yeah. I think. But I want the listeners to know when I ask Marcus to tell a story about Regency on Black Friday, you're not going to hear a lot about like little fights or anything like that, because that was Regency. That happened yeah. all the time. That's nothing special. Oh, yeah. So that's why when I because people listening might be like, oh, you you like you. There was a couple of fights like that's not a big deal. But what you're talking about is on a. A whole other level. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, like, whew, we had... Because fights was just the 9 to 5 at Regency. Yeah, but we didn't have just regular fights. Yeah. I have a distinct memory of literally using a table as a shield while people chuck chairs at one another. Are you serious? I'm dead fucking serious. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, yeah. So, anyone listening to like, oh, we're fights, you can go fuck yourself. Because, yeah, like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I don't think people grasp fully because, like, a lot of people, when they think mall, like, I think of the Volusia Mall where it's like, yeah, like, sometimes it gets a little rowdy, but it's like a couple of... Yeah. But Regency... Um, I know you talk about it. What was it? Seven stabbings, four shootings, something crazy. Yeah, like yeah, in the seven years yeah, you were you there. You could Google. Like right now, you could go on YouTube and look at Regency Square Mall, and there's a video on YouTube of me doing patrol, patrol, like uh, perimeter patrol after I got done doing triage on the gunshot victim. I'm wearing a black jacket, and the reason why is I don't, all I'm wearing is an undershirt because they, they had to take my security shirt as evidence for the shooting because it was covered in the victim's blood. Oh, my God. So that's that's the kind of mall we're talking about. So <laughs> Jordan shoe release, Black Friday, what happens? Oh, man, Jordan shoe release. Like so they, they, um, they, I'm assuming the Foot Locker... Or, well, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's named names of stores, but like the people at that particular shoe it's store. It's a ghost mall now. Fuck it's it. a ghost mall. I don't even know if the Foot Locker is even open, but yeah, at that time, I think the Foot Locker uh, people, I think, were skimming some of the the shoes. Okay. Like they, they, you know, they said that hey, we got two hundred fifty, and next thing you know, the employees bought fifty or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know what happened. But there was less amounts, and the sizes that they promised were not were available when some of the people showed up and people were getting agitated. Yeah. So they started like storming the doors and I was like, I need everyone to back up. And they kept getting closer. And, and I, at this point now they're so close that I can't open the door to get back in. Oh, to the Foot Locker? No, to get back inside the mall. Oh, because okay. we we're there at the entrance, entrance of the mall. We were letting in a couple at a time. Oh, okay. So they had okay. it. Yeah, they had it like Perfect. it was like that makes sense. I was at the door. Then they had someone in the middle. They had someone there. And then it was like. So they were almost like feeding people into the Foot Locker. So yeah, then the Foot Locker to. wasn't overrun. Yeah, but okay. then they were like, they were coming at me. And the thing is, they were getting so close now, the doors behind me, and it opened up. Yeah. And I couldn't get inside. And I was like, I need everyone to back the fuck up. You know, I was losing my Was shit. it just you? It was just me at the time. Oh, yeah. my God. And uh, like, I'm tapping on the, I'm tapping, on, like, I tapped on the window to, like, to get their attention. But then at that point, I just, I then once I get to, to a certain point of rage, yeah. it's like a, it's like a, a zone out. Like, yeah, yeah. You see and, red. And, yeah. oh, it's, it's not good. And so now. Trust then, me, the, I know. And then, then one of the cops saw what was going on, and. I saw the other door. He he had a key. The hit key for it, and I saw him like kick open the door, and I saw like a couple bodies get pushed back, <laughs> and I was like, "Back to the Because at this point, I'm just yelling at these people, and he sees it, and he's like, "Oh, Christmas should have called me. What the fuck, you yeah. know?" And so, and then like, uh, basically, he told everyone, "Get back in your cars. Everyone, get back in your cars. We're shutting this down. We sh- we shut it down." Oh, and then shit. people, then people like was like like it was like a standoff. Like no, we're gonna get our shoes, and we're like, no, you're not. You know, it was it was like 150 people, 150 people God, like storming, yeah. And I was like, I will, I will throw hands at anyone that gets closer than what you are now. Like I was serious, yeah. And then like somebody looked at me, and I was like, what you want something? <laughs> I pointed this dude out, and the dude didn't expect it. Like it was, it was really weird. It was weird, weird. I don't know. Was so were you guys able to defuse the situation once the cop got out there and everything? Uh, yeah, basically, basically, because um, it's hard to wrangle that many people. Like, because what I've noticed in large groups like that is yeah. that most people will listen, especially if like guns are involved and stuff. Like, you know, the cop comes out there and. Like, you're not getting the shoes. Like, I don't care what you do. Like, you're not getting the shoes. But yeah. there's always one or two people who are like, no, like, yeah. fuck that. We're getting the shoes. Yeah. So I didn't know if maybe it escalated. No, it, it didn't get it. Luckily, it didn't escalate. Um, 
then also because uh, what was happening, I guess the one whoever was on camera uh, watching it, like basically said, "Hey, mobile the motor units, the the vehicle units." Go out there, and then so so people start showing okay. up on my behalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was too prideful to ever call back. And yeah, a lot of times. Uh, That's what I was going to ask yeah. you: is why didn't you get on the radio? But you're like, no, nah, I got it. Yeah, but I mean, it was weird. So my gung ho mentality was uh, one of the reasons a lot of the people like working with me because they knew I I never really need it back yeah. up. They would just send it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, but another thing was like after that though once once the other units got there and everyone just like they sh- uh, sent everyone to their vehicles. Um, Basically, like cooler heads prevailed, mm-hmm. and then I started talking to people. Like, hey, man, let me yell at you guys, you know. But like, classic Marcus. Was, hey guys, hey I'm guys, sorry I did that. My man, Chris Boogie angry sometimes. <laughs> 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 no, but then, uh, but some of the some of the Black Friday fights, the actual fights were pretty. pretty yeah, yeah. There was a there was a nasty one over there by Sears. Where, okay, uh, it was a. Uh, Ooh, it had to be like twelve dudes. Who was have who at the time like on Black Friday and stuff? Because you did it, like you said, seven years. Yeah. What stores were notorious for having like the best sales? Like in the Ooh. sense that like that's where people would get riled up. Um, I would say okay, J.C. Penny. Yeah. J.C. Penny. Um, Belk used to be in the middle. It used to be the the gateway store. They had the, the store you had to walk from East Mall to the West Mall. The one you actually walked through to get to the other side of the mall. Yeah, it was the one in the middle. Belk had some ones. Belk also had the nicest stuff out of all the stores. Okay, we'd have a lot of luxury stores a, a, after a while. Yeah, like Dillard's turned into a Dillard's clearance center and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But Belk had like the fancy some of the fancy purse brands and all that stuff like that. Okay. So they were the, they had the best like Black Friday sales. But they also had the the most uh, shopliftings because of, yeah, they had I could the nicer imagine, stuff. Yeah, and so a lot, yeah, so a lot of the fights were, a lot of the physical incidents were shoplifting. A lot of shoplifting happened on Black Friday. Okay, and now we'll get back to the the twelve guys at Sears. But yeah. I wanted to ask you this: when it comes to shoplifters and stuff, because I know when I managed at restaurants, yeah. we had this rule of like you cannot touch the guest. Like, you cannot touch them. You cannot put hands on them unless, like, they, like, overtly, like, physically, like, assault someone. You're not allowed to. T- and even then, it's like, call the police. And it's like, yeah, yeah but if he's putting hands on, like, my server, like, I'm not going to let that stand. But they were so adamant about, like, do not touch the guests. Don't go chasing after a guest in a parking lot because they could pull a gun out and shoot you. And once you're out of the building, that's on you. That's not on. So there's all these loopholes and legalities and yeah. stuff like that. Now, is that the case when you're working security? Like, if there's a shoplifter, like, do you, like, tackle them to the ground, or do you not touch them, or do you call the police, Every, or? Everything that you said about the restaurant service applied to security. Okay. The distinction is, <clears throat> once the shoplifter endangered the the human bodies of either the other guests or the other uh, loss prevention personnel or, okay. or other security members, that's when that went right out the window. Yeah, because, like... Uh, and when it comes to shoplifting and stuff, like basically, I guess this is a roundabout way of asking it, but like, what is to stop them from just walking, like just continuing to walk out the store? Oh, loss prevention. But I'm saying, can loss prevention put their hands on that They're person? Lost, yeah. Basically, any personnel can make a stop if the people hiring that personnel is willing to pay for the legality. Okay. The, okay. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Cause yeah, like, yeah. it's one of those things where like, well, if the person keeps walking and you're not allowed to touch them, then yeah. you can't really stop them. Yeah. It's a, it's a, we weren't an agent of any store. Okay. We were just an agent of the mall of chaos. You were an yeah. agent of chaos. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, and so like Belk can make the stop because they were an agent of Belk. Yeah. So they were retrieving their, their the Belk's goods. property and Belk yeah. said, you know what, if they want to try and sue over something dumb, we'll handle all the legal yeah. stuff. Okay. Okay. But, because most people don't want to get caught. I mean, you know, or sometimes even if they knew they were guilty, you have someone that comes out of the blue and grabs you. What's your first instinct? You're going to hit him. Or you're going to fight. You're yeah. going to fight or get away, you know, that type of thing. So that's when security came into play. Okay. We okay. Were, so we, this yeah. is, so the loss prevention guy will grab someone and be like, hey, like you're stealing that. They would call us. They would call us ahead okay. of time. We're like, hey, we yeah. uh, uh, monitor the breezeway or whatever. We got, we got this guy coming out of there. And the know. second the shoplifter throws hands, security is allowed to come in because now they're threatening well, it, the. It, um, it depends on how the, the stop goes. Okay. If it's, so a lot of times it's, they'll grab the arm. And they're like, hey, I'm a loss prevention with Belk. They have to declare who they are. They're like, hey, I'm a loss prevention with Belk. I need you to come back with me to the, uh, we, you know, we, I know what you got in your pocket, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, 80% of the times they're they're like, okay, got me. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, yeah. But 
There's that 20%. Yeah. And then when they knew there was a flight risk, they would call us. They would, okay. look, actually, all, all stops. If any time the, the, the stop was going to go outside of the parameters of got it. Yeah. Got it. They'd be like, hey, watch the breezeway. Um, you know, and then sometimes they'll tell us like, "Hey, we got a big one. Like he's six four, two thirty, or something like that." Yeah. And because if this and Marcus this, goes right up my alley, oh, baby. Oh god, I used to get so I used to get almost chubbed up. I'd be like, <laughs> I was like full, almost quasi boned up, man, just running out there. You know, because I was like, oh, you know, because that's another thing is like, there's a, there's a lot of legalities, but like I'm like maybe five eight tops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so from a standpoint of self defense. Uh, if they were taller than me, have more reach, or they outnumbered me, the amount of people, I don't have to hold back. Yeah, you I didn't have just, to. Yeah, you know, because of because of that, you could say, yeah, yeah my life I was felt at threatened. A yeah, 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 yeah. And so, which is your favorite thing in the world? Yeah, I was like, how tall is he? All right, I'm on it. You know, give him. I'm gonna fuck this dude up. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was brutal, man. It was some brutal ones. Uh, we had, we messed some people up, man. So what uh, happened to Sears? So you said it's outside of Sears on one Black Friday, twelve people, I think you said. Yeah. Uh, this one was, I think, a, I think a dude rode up with his girlfriend. Okay. You know, she was, you know, she was smoking or something like that. And some, some jits decided this, you know, just bird caller. Yeah. Know? And the one dude was like, don't do that shit. And then the guy, boyfriend said to the, yeah. the young kid. No, no, don't I don't do. even think it's boyfriend. I think it was a, just a, a, a homie of the, of the dude. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, so you know, the guy's there with his girl and a couple of his buddies and yeah. then all these young kids start catcalling his girl. And then yeah. his friend was like, yo, chill out. Yeah, and then the other guy was like, "Go fuck yourself." Oh, and, and just, that's all it takes in Regency. It just baby. got crazy. Uh, <laughs> they fought from I don't know if you remember. The, so basically, like the indoor entrance of Sears, mm-hmm. they fought from there all the way, probably like twenty yards. They fought from there. It got outside. Now just like just twelve people just throwing hands. Out does it now? It's outside. They're, they're outside. They 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 fought. Probably forty yards. For forty, just get, imagine going. Are to, they outside the mall or outside? They Sears? were inside the mall. Inside the mall, and then but they outside. fought all the way to the outside. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so it'd be like being at the end zone and then fighting your way to the forty-yard forty, yeah. line, just throwing hands, just and throwing stuff. hands. Now, what do you guys do in that situation? Because the fight is between, and I'm curious about this because a lot of times, yeah. with the shoplifters and stuff, the fight is between the shoplifter and loss prevention because they don't want to get caught. Oh no. Now, yeah. what happens when it's a fight? I know you said you've worked countless fights. What happens when it's a fight between two patrons of the mall? Because oh, we fuck up everybody. Okay, yeah, because yeah. we, say- we don't have to wait. Like if if they were physically engaged in the fight when I rolled in, I just take out the, the nearest person. It was, okay, it was like it was like a it was like a kickoff, and you're on yeah, especially just running down you, you the just field, fucking yeah. just wail on somebody. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Uh, a lot of times, like as as I started working there and I started being able to like focus on who might be the main culprits, I would go after them. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times we we would break up a fight and then we'd take someone back to the office, we review footage, and it's like just some dude that was... That got punched by accident yeah, and started you know, fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to try to focus on getting like the culprits, the culprits of it. Yeah. But, like, but if it's like 12 people, anything goes, baby. Yeah. You're in my way, you get a fist or you're an elbow or a knee. Now, or, yeah. ah. Well, because like you can't... Obviously, because part of me is like, well, I mean, if it's between like those people, like let them sort it out. But at the same time, you know, it's a mall like you can't have people having a full on six on six Royal yeah, Rumble see, in yeah, the mall. People bitch at us, too. They were like, Man, you, going, you guys are so mean. I was like, yeah, but what happens if you got sucked in that tornado? Of fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's, I mean? like, yeah. That's why we're doing this. A little old lady gets punched in the face because yeah, they're just swinging. It's happened. And then, it's happened. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen uh, like people throwing hands and somehow like somebody's six year old gets uh, a rogue, a rogue fist or something like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, it was yeah. So that that got crazy because then one of the old timer guys, this like this guy's about like forty six years old or something like that, and he comes out there and this guy's like, I ain't fighting nobody. He just security pepper guard? spraying everybody. Are you serious? He pepper sprayed two of our security guys. <laughs> By accident, just starts pepper spraying. We're like, "What the hell, man?" He goes, "Man, I ain't, I'm too old to be dealing with this shit." <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, it was the funniest thing. Like he, Danny Glover and uh, Lethal Weapon. Oh, I'm too God, old yeah, for this shit. Oh, it was very. Yeah, yeah, it was so funny, man. It was like, I I got lucky because at that point, at that point, uh, I was on the opposite side. So, could then a split, like the twelve people split, and then it was like a group over here and a group over there. Yeah, and then at that point, I like. I think I, I think I fucking like suplexed a kid into bushes or something. Yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, because he tried to swing on me. Yeah, well, he tried yeah. To swing on me, and then like I grabbed both. He had both his arms behind me, and I just like pulled Nelson and then threw him back. Oh yeah, I, I got lucky though. There was a couple times where I'd like 
I did some like I drop kicked the dude one time. Just full on, full like on. that hurt. Ray Mysterio. Yeah, but my adrenaline was too high. It, yeah. I didn't feel until like much later, and I was like, I should have did that. <laughs> I yeah, I ran and drop kicked. I was oh like full God. sprint, and then yeah, wham. Yeah, I speared a dude in the bushes one time. I heard like it was the my favorite thing was like running and then hitting someone. Yeah, and then yeah. hearing that like yeah, yeah. the, the uh, wind gets knocked out of him. Oh, you know that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very aware right now, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm very aware. Did you um? I wanted to ask you this because a lot of times we talk about, and I know you joke about, you know, um, winning fights, but did you ever get your ass kicked? No. Yeah. No, my I used, boy. Oh, dude, oh, you know, and this is this is such a shitty thing to do. I used to, <laughs> I used to like whenever like kids would, like run their mouth to me, like "fuck you, Paul Blart." Like they weren't doing anything, so I can't touch them. But I would try to goad them into it, <laughs> into, like getting in my bubble because yeah. they got my. So I just I would just run my mouth. I'm like, you don't want this, man. Baby, I'm fifty six and oh. Like I would like I would like increase the number yeah. as the years progress. Like Goldberg. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. I had an undefeated streak. Dun, the only time I dun, the only time I dun, quote unquote dun. lost a fight was one time I was full sprinting and I at the time there was a there was a little guest service chick that I was you know, this is during a break during my relationship. There was a guest service girl that I was kinda like messing around with, whatever. And um and so a fight broke out in front of where she worked at. And I'm like, oh, daddy's going to. I wanted to like well on somebody yeah. in front of her, you know, get her all hot bothered or whatever. And I was full sprinting and I lost my footing. Oh, no. <laughs> and I hit ground and skid on my face for like four oh, feet. Oh, no. Four feet. Here's the problem. Uh, the, the, like one of the jewelry store guys thought that was the funniest fucking thing ever. Uh, I got up and I and I ran I ran after the guys. None of the other security people knew, and so we got back to the office. They're like, "Chris, but did someone hit you? Your face is really red." Your I'm face like, is all fucked up. Your face is all red, man. And I'm like, "Oh no, it's not good." And then, uh, oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. And then they're like, "Then now, then my now my security." That's your response. Hey man, your face is all messed up. Oh, uh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, and then then not what happened. Not are you? Then okay? I try to play off what happened, and now my security director is like, "What happened, Crespo? Yeah. What happened?" You're like trying to play it off. So you they don't thought have I was being it. prideful about yeah. getting hit because I had this like reputation to be like, just, and I was like, That's "I fell." Good. Okay, I fell, and they're like, "Did you break anything?" Now, I, now I have to do a report. Oh, I had to do no. a report. Yeah, and I got, I fell during the the fight. I lost my footing. And they're like, where'd you fall? I'm like, oh, my God. And so now, and now, I'm like, no, I'm no more. No, no, I I, I didn't fall. I slapped myself. I was I was just so amped up. And they're like, no, you fell. Where'd you fall? We get to show me where you fell. And so I had to show them. And then we couldn't find the footage. So I'm like, thank God. I didn't want no one seeing that. Yeah. And then one savvy camera operator was like, oh, I found it. It's and right here. It was dead on. And then they didn't. Then they're like, huh. Replay that, and they played it backwards, and everyone lost their shit because yeah. it was funny. Because it was literally me, me skidding on my face, and then to get back up and running. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was running that. And yeah. so then they replayed footage of me falling on my face, probably for like three weeks. That's um, yeah. Well, it's hilarious. The whole story is hilarious, but my favorite part is like, what happened? Like, other people being genuinely concerned because there was a fight and being like, Marcus, like your face is fucked up. And you're like, oh, it's not. That's not good. I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. And then, but then the, the supervisor coming over and be like, well, what happened? And you're like, I fell. And in your head, you're like, all right, we'll just leave it at that. And then it's like, yeah. well, where did you fall? How far away was it? Oh, How God. bad did you fall? Like, and then it's like, yeah. never mind. I didn't fall. Yeah. And, and, and so here's like, here's the asshole part of me. Like everyone's generally concerned for me. Yeah. And I was just like, no one knew, needs to know about this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like it's, I think that's how, oh, cause that's, that's embarrassing too. It's like, you're the you're the guy, the go to guy when it comes to fights, and it's like, oh man, Marcus might have finally gotten tagged, and it's like, no, just lost my balance right in front of the girl that I really liked. Yeah, gravity beat my ass. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that was, that's all it takes, man. Sometimes uh, it's just gravity. Yeah, because it, it was. Oh, but it, it, another thing was, I, it sucked too because also on that same footage was me hauling ass. Like, I was cooking it. Like, the people used to get really caught off guard by how fast I was. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm the same way. People yeah. see me, and they're like, oh, you're slow. And it's yeah. like, eh, I've got pretty fast twitch muscles. Like, yeah, dude, you'll was... beat me. If it's over 100 yards, you'll beat me. But anything like 10 yeah. to 30 yards, like, I'm good. Yeah, and, and in those days, I used to, uh, when I, in, 
in between like patrol areas, we had a lot of back corridors, and I would actually do stretches and calisthenics yeah. in, in the corridors and stuff, just to stay loose. Yeah, because I was just like, no one's, no one's taking, no one's taking down the champ. Yeah, it was really weird. It was a weird environment, but yeah, but no, I, I, I got weird, lucky. psychotic, tomato, tomato. Yeah, the, I mean, I, also though, I think the thing I got lucky with is now every other dude, bro, is in a uh, jujitsu gym. Yeah, or, you know, in those days. Maybe this was, I mean, honestly, early days was before Kimbo Slice fight videos. Yeah. So most dudes just knew how to like brawl, like box, like, like that's how they fought. Well, and that's the thing too, is that it's weird because MMA is, I know like for the people who love MMA, it's been around forever since, yeah. you know, the eighties or the seventies, but for a lot of like dude bros. And I know when I was playing college football, like a lot of the, like the guys on the team and like some of the frat guys and stuff, like we didn't get into it until probably like 2008, 2009, maybe even 2010 is yeah. when we'd actually all get together and like go to, you know, Duffy's or something to watch a fight or Ale House to watch a fight. Yeah, but a, a lot fight. of those guys were watching it. They weren't like actively yeah. in the gym. Well, and then I was going to, yeah. yeah, then, uh, uh, you know, and then it steadily, as it grew and grew, people yeah. were like, oh, all these MMA gyms started popping up and jujitsu and everything like that. Like, yeah. uh, then it became more and more popular. And it's crazy because. I remember in 2012 getting into a bar fight. Now yeah. it wasn't even a fight, but this guy was like half my size. Must have been like five six, five seven. Of like he was built, but he was like skinny. Yeah. And I remember I used to get in fights all the time at bars when I would drink because I, I'm a loud mouth and I would just start. You know, sometimes it's. Like, I don't fight, obviously, really anymore unless I'm cornered. But back then, you know, when you're in your mid-20s, it's fun to fight. Yeah. Like, so I remember this guy, his buddy kept talking shit. Like, and him and I were going back and forth. I completely forget. I think it was about a girl or something. And we, his buddy and I were going back and forth. And then I turned to him, and I was like, I was going to say, like, what? You're too cool? Like, you, you know, you don't. Before I could say, I said, what? And he went, and I was out. Oh man! Just hit me twice, and I I fell to the ground. He was so fast and so like just ready, and that's something that you and I talk about now. It's the quiet people that you have to watch oh, yeah. out for. Absolutely. So his buddy's being a loudmouth, and I know his buddy's not going to do anything. So I turned to him, and dude, I, yeah. I literally like just fell to the ground. Didn't knock me out out, but like I fell to the ground, and I kind of like got up and just turned and walked away. And I was like, yeah. all right, we're good, but. I couldn't imagine trying to do what you guys had to do back then now with everybody and their uncle doing MMA and jujitsu yeah. and all that. I think I think the, the we would be I wouldn't say at a disadvantage, uh, because our, our we had tactical training. Yeah. We had like I mean we learned arm bars and wrist locks and knee locks and all kinds of stuff. Um, like it was like a full day of it, full day and we, we had to show up in street clothes because we actually would do it on one another and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, and the, the guy that trained us was cool. He was like a, uh, he was a pro officer and he was also one of our supervisors. And the guy that trained him used to be a, a JSO, uh, officer, um, who had, I believe four confirmed kills by hand. Oh God. He used to be the guy that trained our security staff. Yeah. That, that guy. But then that guy retired and then he, he didn't, you know, was getting older and stuff like that. So he trained this guy and this guy that trained us was like six, four used to be a college linebacker. You know, built. I mean, just long arms and just built like a shit brick house. Yeah. And he would like, like I, that. If you, if, if that was the closest thing to me getting my ass handed to me was our tactical training. Was day. the training? He was yeah. using me as a goddamn Swiffer. Uh, <laughs> like I was just getting mopped the floor, mopped yeah, with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like also another reason probably why my my uh, my loss count was uh, goose egg was I was just ruthless with everybody. Yeah. Men, women, like. One black going back to Black Friday, we had a shoplifting happened at Black Friday. They were trying to detain the girl. She was a, she was a thicker girl. Also, she was like heavily lotioned. She had a lot of lotion on, and they were trying to cuff her. And they had the one cuff on, but the other one was unhooked. It was like loose. Yeah. And they were trying to get it over, and they couldn't get it. And I'm like, I was like, calm down. And she's like fighting. And now the little piece, the little the piece of the cuff, I've I've seen a video. They showed us videos of people getting uh, fish hooked with a cuff. Oh yeah. And I mean, splitting the mouth all the way open to the ear, basically. Yeah, like the Joker. Yeah, dude. And uh, so basically, I was like, enough of that. They're like kick gloves in there too, kinda. And so I said, fuck that. And I put her in her front face lock and uh, <laughs> basically choked her out. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure you got the the cuff on then, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, her arms are real lip. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, but like, so... it's so weird because it's like I talk about it, like candidly now, but like, like I sit and I'm like, God, that I like it's weird because I I did it because I didn't want anybody else to get hurt, including yeah. her, honestly. Uh, but at the same time, it's like it's such a weird thing to be like, yeah, I'm front face locked this chick, you know. Well, and it's weird too because when you think about it, like some of the stuff seems maybe like overkill, or some of the stuff yeah. seems like it's not that big of a deal. When it comes to like, oh, they just stole like you know a, a hundred dollar purse. Like, what's the big deal? But you weren't there, man. <laughs> but well, and the thing too is yeah. like that's that's not. That's not what this is put in place for. It's put in place for people who, like you said, a six-year-old gets brushed up into this fight. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, this little six-year-old's getting the shit kicked out of him yeah. because he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Those are the instances that you have to worry about. And because it's so unpredictable, you have to treat every instance like it could turn into that. Yeah. So that's what people need to understand is that, like, yeah, in most cases, it's not a big deal. And in most cases, it nothing is going to happen. But if it just happens one time... Yeah, that's enough reason to treat it like that every time. Yeah, because you don't know. And I used to I I mean, I tell because, you know, I have that bit about being a defensive driver and stuff. And yeah. I I used to with Alyssa because she was kind of an aggressive driver. And I used to I get so frustrated because I'd be like, like she'd honk or flick somebody off. And, you know, we've all have friends or girlfriends or even personal experience of doing that. And I used to always flip out because I'm like, it just takes one person that's having a bad day that has a gun in their car. And this whole thing's over. Yeah. And that's the same thing when it comes to the security. It's like it just takes one person who's trying to shoplift and then all of a sudden like they're pulling out a knife or pulling out a gun. Like you don't know. So yeah, I've gotten real lucky. Yeah. I got real like I, I like especially especially involving certain uh, fights and stuff with like gang members, like known gang members, because we had like I, at one point we, we had this is the type of uh, mall that we were dealing with. Uh, regularly, we would have a gang unit specialist come through, just walk the mall and uh, come back to the office and then have us watch certain people because they were wearing gang affiliated. Yeah, shirts. we had yeah. 17 up to 17 known gangs that frequent regularly Regency Square Mall. Up, to, including the big, the you know, Hell's Angels stuff like that, biker yeah. gangs, Blood Crips. But then it was like the small, no name local street gangs that yeah. where we had to watch because they were always trying to make a name for themselves, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But I got lucky, man. I mean, I had, I had, I, not not to say I didn't get threatened, but I was such a loose cannon that like I should be shot because like one dude yeah. threatened to quote unquote clap me, and I was like, fucking do it. And, yeah. Uh, it was brutal. Uh, but that's the thing is like you have to treat every situation like it could devolve into that because yeah. you don't know. So that's why sometimes like it's it's weird because I'm sure a lot of people's pushback would be like, well, you don't need to treat everyone like they like they're going to hurt other people. It's like, yeah, you do because you don't yeah. fucking know. I think that I think the difference is like basically the transition for me was when I got into my car accident, like yeah. about a year or two before I quit, quit. Uh was uh basically you you treat everybody like they're a potential threat but you don't go actively seeking yeah, getting into exactly shit. that was a difference that was a di- that's the difference between me then when i first started there and a lot of these cops that are like yeah. they're just actively trying to well get and that's what shit, that's you know? what i'm glad you brought that up because yeah. that's what i wanted to say what i'm talking about is when there's a fight happening in the mall what yeah. i'm not i'm not talking about pulling somebody over i'm not talking about just walking the street and just assuming people are criminals that is not what i'm saying what i'm saying is you're in a situation where people are actively fighting or actively stealing or actively doing something illegal in that moment what i'm saying is then it is necessary to make sure you can control the situation yeah I'm not because I, I the way I said it, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of like I'm all for like seeking out. But that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is yeah. in those situations, because because I know that, like you said, like you like people have threatened your life. You don't know yeah. if someone's got because it doesn't take that many pounds of pressure to stab someone with a knife. Like you don't know what's in somebody's purse or somebody's pocket yeah. or something like that. So if they're actively already like engaging with you. Yeah. That's when you have to kind of turn it on, like, all right, we need to we need to squash this right now. Yeah, and, and it sucks though because like before, like before I uh, got on with a security, we used to be able to carry batons. Oh god, little asps. Yeah, yeah. and then what happened was during a fight, somebody got a hold of it and just started wrecking house, dude. Yeah, like cracked like three skulls or something like that. Jesus. Yeah. Well, and that's the difference too, because what I'm talking about and what we are talking about is you yeah. working security. So obviously, yeah. you're not walking around with. You know, gun like you had pepper spray and restraints. I'm assuming. 
Oh, cuffs. Handcuffs. Cuffs, okay. And I didn't know like, if you had the zip ties or the handcuffs. I'll just hold up my fist and like, law and order. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, you don't... You could kill somebody. Obviously, you're a big, strong guy. But, like, what... You're not walking around worth like so like when i say you need to de-escalate the situation obviously you don't have you're not going to like pull out a gun and shoot somebody because you don't have that opportunity yeah. what i'm saying is it's all from the i never even use my pepper spray oh yeah see yeah, exactly my, thing, my what... thing was like i i'm not trying to kill people yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to refrain them from hurting other people like like I, the one thing that kind of irks me sometimes about people in like uh law enforcement or military or something they're like we well, yeah, give my life like that but that's your job yeah, like I know that sounds terrible, but that's your job. But like, as even though I I get zero respect working mall security at the time, my job was to make sure that the other people that are just there to shop, yeah. that are just there to go to uh, the arcade or eat at the food court or whatever, don't get hurt because some dipshit wants to start some shit. You know, yeah, that exactly. And I was the I was the I was willing to put my body and life. surprisingly yeah. <laughs> life online uh, plenty of times. You know, and because that was my job to do that. Yeah, that's my job to do that. Like. That's so, what you signed up for, yeah. Yeah. You knew what you were getting into. Yeah. Maybe not at the level of Regency, but... I mean, they prefaced us. They, oh, did like, they? When, during our... During our well, I mean, I also, I was like, what, 23, whenever yeah. I started? So they're like, how do you feel about getting in fights? I'm like, I love getting in fights. <laughs> yeah, as long as... I, you know. I was born in the dark. Yeah, because I also did like a little bit of like freelance bounce work before yeah. I did. So, yeah, was just, yeah. I think all of us that are pretty big guys always end up doing freelance, like private or contracted out like bouncer work like yeah yeah and i i say freelance to make it sound better but it's really just a buddy who's a bartender who's like hey man we're gonna have a really busy night we'll pay you like 50 bucks you want to come by just wear a black shirt and jeans and stand outside yeah and it's like but we say freelance because it sounds a lot better oh yeah it sounds more professional yeah than helping out a buddy yeah you can put that on your linkedin profile yeah (laughs) freelance security (laughs) instead of i was helping out a buddy that owns a bar yeah i just sat at an entrance and looked at ids yeah Yeah. i tried to make that into a bit um but I, I think it doesn't resonate because it's not super relatable. But in Daytona, like when I went back there um, and everyone on the who listens has heard the story about me blowing through that twenty six thousand dollars in twenty eight <laughs> days. And I know you know that story. But yeah. when I started to run out of money, a lot of times what I would do is just put on a black shirt and jeans and I would just go to a bar and just stand outside. And then people like I would just stand there and people would walk up, show me their IDs. And I'd, I'd be like, oh, it's five bucks tonight, guys. And they'd be like, I've actually thought about doing that. That's awesome. And That's- they're like, we come here all the time. Like, like a lot of times it's tourists, but sometimes it's regulars. And like, we come here all the time. There's never a cover. I go, no, it was a good band tonight. Good band tonight. And That's they'd be hilarious. like, they'd be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and then, like, see, and I thought it was super yeah. funny because I used to do that, but I tried it on stage a couple times and like people didn't get it. And I was like, oh, maybe this is more of like a story versus an actual like bit. It's got legs. Yeah. yeah. It's a but it, yeah. it always, I only did it two or three times and it always ended up where a bartender or something, one of these fucking assholes going in would tell the bartender like, oh, there's a band tonight. And the bartender's like, no, like, what are you talking about? And they're like, the bouncer outside said there's a band. He charged us. And they're like, we don't have a bouncer. That sounds like a ghost story. Yeah, and then someone <laughs> he's been dead for fifteen <laughs> years. And then I would always keep an eye like towards the like the front. And then if I ever saw anybody like walking towards the door, I'd be like, "All right, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> I'm clocked out. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, Dave." You know? <laughs> but yeah, freelance bouncer or freelance security. What, yeah, what would be awesome is if you just hung up a picture of you and it said like the year that you died was that oh, year. Oh <laughs> my god! And then people would be like, "Wait, no, we saw him." And then when they ran outside, they saw the picture with the dates. <laughs> That's Brennan. He's been dead for 10 years. Yeah, but that ghost owes me $5. Yeah, man. it happened. You could make it. You could make a quick like 50, 60 bucks doing that, though, if you can get like a little line going. That's awesome. Oh, man. Anyway, back to uh, Black. Now, after Black Friday, um, was there any other big shopping days at the mall? Um, um, was, probably, were, probably the week the week or so before Christmas. I was going to say or, like last minute during, shoppers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, last minute shoppers. Uh, so, yeah, because sometimes the, the stores would do like like sales and stuff like that. Now, was there ever, um, did you ever notice, cause we're talking about a lot of the, like the negative aspects of it, but did you ever notice anything? Like, was there any, was there ever any time like you had someone come through the mall who, you know, bring a bunch of toys or like yeah. all sorts of shit. You know, you know what I mean? It, like, or... it's so, it's so, it's so funny. You said it. Cause like, I almost feel bad for saying so much stuff about Regency cause I'm going to be performing there and like the mall is so different now. Yeah. You know? And it's well, like, yeah, this was so a decade few, ago. The few, yeah. The few stores that are there are probably struggling, you know, yeah. COVID and everything like that. But I used to, one of the things I used to actively, actively do, especially after the accident and everything 
was when I'm like on my quest to find peace yeah. or whatever, was uh, if I saw... <laughs> act two of this movie. <laughs> act two, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I would, whenever I saw something like, uh, especially like, you know, like the stigmatization of that mall was, it was like the hood mall. There was a lot of like, there was a lot of people that would say like racist shit to me. Yeah. And I was like, hey man, like, like one time I had this guy ask me for where a store was and I'm like, yeah, it's there. He goes, oh, I go, hey, they got a store. Uh, they got a sale tonight or something like that. He goes, oh, I don't like to be here at night. And I and I go, he goes, uh, he goes, it gets dark at night. And I go, yeah, well, it's, it's nighttime. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, he looked at me. I'm like, oh, get him. I just told him to get in my face because yeah. I was like r- r- upset. It was a lot You're of racism. You're so innocent with that. <laughs> like, I am. I yeah, am. It's, it's nighttime. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> what happened to your face? That's not good. <laughs> So, uh, so whenever I saw like, uh, like one time I remember there was a, there was a, like a homeless lady walking, walking by like the AMC Mm -hmm. or something. And this was around holiday time. And she, uh, she dropped all of her bags and I saw this young kid, you know, young black kid come up there and help her out and stuff. And then, uh, he gave her, she didn't ask, she didn't solicit, just gave her some money. And then she went about her day. Then he sat on the uh, the little bench in front of the AMC, and he was waiting for someone, and I think it was his aunt. His aunt. He was going to watch a movie with his aunt. I'm like, this is getting better and better. <laughs> and so I saw that, and I, I was like, I got to say something. I got to Because the aunt didn't know he did that. Yeah. You know? And so I went up to the aunt, and I go, hey, I just wanted to let you know. Like, I just saw this. And she, she got alarmed because I'm in full security gear. Yeah. And I'm yeah. approaching her son and her, I mean, or her, her uh, nephew. And I go, and she goes, oh, what, what happened? And I'm like nothing, nothing. Actually, I'm I'm here to say something good that he did. And she was like the the change in her expression. And I go, this is what I saw him do. I said he helped this lady with her bags and then gave her money. She didn't ask. Clearly, she was homeless. He realized that. I said I just want to say kudos. Like, and it was just just a dynamic and in, in, uh, shift in energy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because especially young black kids, they don't. So at that mall, especially at that mall, it was like they were seen as like the problem yeah. for a lot of people. And so for me, me being security, the person who usually is taking them in and all that stuff to come and do that. And so that became my new thing was like try to like I had I befriended a lot of like the uh, the, the kids that were like the my security director used to say they loitered. But I'm like, where the hell are they going to go? Yeah. They're not here. They're they're at, they're hanging out at the food court and they're at the, at the arcade. What do you want them to do? Sell drugs? Come on, man. Get off their back. You know, yeah. that type of thing. So like, I saw a lot of that sweetness. Um, I was, you know, whenever I saw people holding doors for people, stuff like that, I, I wanted to shift the energy from like knee strikes to like praising <laughs> people for doing nice stuff. Because yeah. a lot of those people, especially at that mall, because of the, the stigma, uh, I don't know. They didn't. They weren't used to hearing it, especially for someone like me in the yeah. uniform of my stupid little drill sergeant hat and all that crap. You know? Yeah. And so, like, I yeah, I saw a lot. I saw a lot of that stuff. I've seen, you know, people in line and they got a kid and like they're at Auntie Anne's or something like that, and then they, they go to the register to buy their stuff and they're like, oh, that person just paid for your order, type Aww. of thing. Yeah. And then honestly, because we were we were the agents of chaos, but we were also the protectors. Uh, the, a lot of the food court people, man. Hooked us up, man. Really? I put on a lot of weight up in that bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially like at Sparrow Pizza when they were still around. They used, at, at, at when you when you worked a closing shift, if you we went up to Sparrow like right before they closed, um, you could haggle. You could basically just drop them a five spot, and they would literally give you whatever was left. Yeah, because they have to throw it out. Yeah. And like that was me and like two other guys would were like the people that were cool with the Sparrow Cats. Yeah. And so I'd be like, guess what? Santa Crespo or Bravo Fives in the building, you know? And I would have like like five pizza boxes, one and then another box full of like Strombolis and all kinds of stuff. Oh my God, that sounds so good. Yeah. So what do you (laughs) just Santa Bravo Fives in the building? Yeah. Did you, um, (laughs) that's hilarious. Did you, uh, when you uh, were working security and stuff like that, um, was it was Black Friday and the holiday season? Was that the worst time to like as far as the fighting and just the congestion of how many people were in there? And yeah, because it was the, it was the when it was the busiest. Yeah, it was the busiest uh, because people that didn't that didn't normally shop at Regency would come there because yeah. it was like a mall. It was a mall, and like so, so they knew the town center would be crowded. So they'd be like, "Well, maybe Regency has something." Like, okay. It was, yeah, it was just that that mindset like. 
people that don't normally go to those places will just start coming in droves. Yeah, you know? well, because and I didn't know either, just because it seems like you know you hear a lot um, if you watch like uh, police shows or stuff like that. They always talk about how like the summertime is it can be very violent because people the hotter it gets the more agitated oh, people true. get that's true too so i didn't know if like working at regency if it was like when you had more people there in the winter time but it's a festive thing like so yeah, yeah there's more people but it's like more of a holiday spirit if that yeah. was more dangerous or more things would happen versus the summertime when people have nothing to do and they're just kind of out in the heat all day now both of those seasons like hot the hottest of the summer and the coldest of the 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 uh, winter time was when we had a lot of problems with homeless people. Okay, because they're looking, they're looking for relief. Yeah, yeah, you know, and we have to like, you know, they would, the, the amount of harassment we we did to some homeless people, I I, I regret. Yeah. But it was my I was my job to be like, hey, sir, like you can't be, you can't hang out, you here, can't be yeah. sleeping on this bench here at the entrance of the mall. Yeah, you know, that type of stuff, and like how I responded to it when I first started versus how I responded to it when later. I, yeah, yeah, it was you know. Very different, you know. Yeah, the uh, growth of Marcus. Crespo. Yeah, the growth of me as a person. Uh, but yeah, that was like, especially when I worked overnight. Because that also that mall, I think it was haunted, man. It was. <laughs> oh yeah, I got yeah. It was yeah, it was some creepiness involved. Some ghost in stories, huh? Were there some ghost stories going on in there? Yeah, I think you said gross. I'm like oh, both, no, no. both gross both. and ghosts. <laughs> gross and ghosts. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because like I remember a couple times hearing like noises in the corridor, and I was scared, but I had to like also be like security yeah so <laughs> you also had to do your job so it was just like i will fuck up whoever is here. yeah you got to go the other way with that you can't be timid at going into that oh, situation i was like overly aggressive like what am i gonna do a fight a demon you know yeah, like, right <laughs> that would be awesome yeah. but the prodigal son returns you're back there this saturday this saturday at ibridge is i think it's what it's called what is, what is ibridge what is that is i guess that it's a, a, it's a it's you it's told me it's a it's an artist showcase but what is the actual location do you know Oh, what is it? Yeah. Oh, um, apparently it's like a, uh, I guess they help with big small businesses and stuff. Oh, okay. Maybe like, I tried to read the description, but it was like. I was of, just going to pull it up. Okay, go pull it up, man. No, no, it's, no. It's, it's a lot of words that I'm not going to properly describe because Crispo don't do big words, you know. I don't do big words good. I don't do big words good. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good. And it, the thing is the dude that, um, that books it, he, he reached out to me and, uh. Like he was, uh, basically was talking about like, you know, like what it would cost to. So is it I bridge? Like I bridge? Yeah. I, the letter I. Yeah. And then bridge. I think it's on Facebook. They have a Facebook thing. Oh, don't Google it because Jacksonville is the city of bridges. So if you Google anything that has yeah, a bridge in it. Like what? I don't want to hear about the Buckman bridge. What the yeah. fuck? You know? Like, All right. Well. It's at Ibridge. It's in the mall, Regency Square Mall. It'll be this Saturday, 6 to 8. It's a full artist showcase featuring comedian Marcus Crespo. And then who was the other comic you said? Leroy Gordon. Leroy Gordon. I think he's the host of it, too. Oh, is he? Okay, that'll be cool. We're getting back into it, man. We're starting to do comedy again. Yeah. Well, you've you've been on it since you first came on to my show a few, what was that, two, three months ago? Yeah. You've been back. I technically been doing comedy again, like probably I would say routinely, but because like, of everything's going on, yeah. Like, but like probably since August, because that's when I did the show with Ben. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I was at yeah. that show. What do you um? Just kind of transition from the violence. Yeah. What do you uh? You're taking because I've been with you at shows and stuff, and you you take more precautions than most everybody else around you. Um, as far as the PPE and all that kind of stuff, I you always got your mask with you. I see, and then you yeah. always have stuff in the car. Yeah, I mean, part of it also is because I do I do the DoorDash stuff, so I got I, that's required. Okay, that's required. But like, it's another thing. It's kind of I I guess I gotta try to lead by example. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, because I, I I've seen some cats get a little reckless. I think the most reckless I've gotten at, at a show is like when we do the after show picture. Yeah, and I take the mask off for the picture, but then I put it back on. But like it's. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a weird thing, and I know there's like a, there's a lot of people that are like upset that guys like me are even doing shows. Well, that's what I, that's kind of what I wanted to touch on. Just I mean, we don't have to get too much into it because yeah. I know you and I have talked about it, but it's weird because I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. Um, you know, I comedy is it. There is no plan B. Like for me, I know for you, it's comedy, and that's yeah. our lives. That has been our lives for a while. Um, but it, it's weird because I, I see these are huge name comedians, people that everybody know, you know, yeah. and they're doing shows and, you know, be it, you know, Burt Kreischer with, he started the whole drive-in thing. 
Yeah. At the beginning of the summer, what Chappelle's doing in Yellow Springs with the Chappelle Saves the Summer, doing the outdoor distance shows um, and stuff. And they're all doing it. But, you know, it's they have the means to accomplish those things and they have the, the name recognition and they're obviously, you know, very incredibly successful comedians. And then, you know, you trickle down to people who are on your level and then trickle down even further to people who are on my level. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but we don't get the opportunity to host our own like Lollapalooza because we just don't have the funds to do it or the, yeah. the space to do it. And so it's one of those things where I know I've gotten some pushback from family members and stuff about doing shows, but I wanted to kind of get your take on this. Cause for me that comedy, and I know you and I have talked about this. I've talked about this with other guests, but this is, this is life. So there is a pandemic and I understand that. And we are taking every precaution that we can, but this is what we do. So as long as like, if I can still go to the fucking restaurant and serve people, like if I'm still See, that, that, like, a, then I can still, and I'm taking all the precautions necessary, wiping down mics, wearing masks, being socially distant, then I can still go do comedy. That, yeah, that's the, that's the pushback I have with those people. I understand what they're saying. And it's just, especially right now, as, as the, the temperatures drop, yeah. You know, like this becomes more of a risk. But at the same time, those same people are probably still ordering from DoorDash. Yeah, exactly. Those same people that are bitching and whining and are like, you know, I also have to go do that. Yeah. So if I wasn't doing a show, they're like, well, you know, look, no, no. You know how many restaurants I visit in a day doing DoorDash or something yeah. like that or any, any job? How many people come to me still? Yeah, like, I see three to 400 if, customers if we a can't day. can't do it. They're not, the, the government's not going to do a complete shutdown. That's just, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's the most ideal thing for to, to flatten the curve or whatever the case is. But like, so yeah, there's, there's a weird guilt thing I feel when I do it. But also at the same time, a lot of shows, especially, especially when I first started jumping back into shows, a lot of shows that I was on was, uh, like fundraisers for the venue to make sure they didn't close their doors. Yeah. Type of thing. And I know that that sounds like I'm just using that as an example to, to excuse myself for doing shows. But like, honestly, at this point, I think every show I do is almost a mini fundraiser for the venue. Yeah. Like I did one this past Saturday. Um, and then, you know, it, it, it basically any show because it's bringing in uh, an amount of people, even though that sounds unsafe, but it's bringing in an amount of people and a, and a revenue um, from those amount of people that they're not normally getting on their day to day basis. Yeah, especially with everything going on, too. Yeah. But it was just it was because I think laughter is very important and I think comedy is very important to help people through incredibly difficult times. And that's, yeah, you know, I'm thankful that I started doing the podcast and this whole thing. I, I talk about it at nauseum in the first couple episodes, but the whole idea I had years and years ago with my buddy. But, you know, I started doing this and you and I have talked extensively about how. Certain people found a different voice during the pandemic as far as comedians, be it yeah. sketch comedy, be it, you know, doing skits, be it, you know, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. They found yeah. a different voice. And I'm thankful that I found this because this is just another way to kind of get out there. But yeah. also, like, it, it, it's confusing to me. And I know I've talked to you about this. It's like, this is it. Like, so when people say to me, like, you don't have to do a show. Like it's not necessary to do a show. I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, this is my life. Like it is comedy. Like if, yeah. if comedy was taken away from me, then I'd, I'm not going to work in an office. I'm not going to do that. Luckily I have the podcast now to kind of be another Avenue creatively, but it's so bizarre to me when it's like, okay, so you're telling me I can go to, cause you, you're not going to pay my bills. I need to pay my bills. So you're yeah. telling me I can go to work be around between two to 300 people a day. Yeah. And that's fine because I'm making money to pay my bills and stuff. But when it comes to comedy, I can't be around the 30 people. Cause yeah. they're all social distance shows. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've done a single show that had more than 50 people. Yeah. And they're all socially distanced. stuff. But that's where, yeah. where I get confused. It's like, okay, but now you're telling me I can't be around these 30 people to do not only what makes me happy and keeps me going, but also to give them a break and a little levity in the situation. And honestly, and, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to throw that argument to, into people. Like, I don't want to like, argue with people. Yeah. Especially with stuff when I know they're not going to bend, cave, or break or anything. But like, I've done shows recently. Like, some of the things that people have said to me, and not just the, not just the audience. I'm talking about the other comics. I did a show where, like, literally everyone on the show needed the show. Like, yeah. like it was as far as like what was going on with the person. Like, we had one cat on the show who. Uh, the most minuscule of the, of the four stories or whatever narratives was like he, he had a, like 
he had a bad night, a rough night, a, a set, whatever. Yeah. So he needed that show. He did good, whatever. Uh, then another comic, uh, I think, broke up with his like long term girlfriend like two days before that. They were like living. They were like a living relationship yeah. during this time. So it was like all crazy. And then the other one of the other comics, uh, it was just right before Thanksgiving, so the holidays, and he's openly gay, and his family disowned him for coming out. So like so like basically nah, so so like that, that type of thing and then people come into the show afterwards and like everybody's dealing with this in their own way yeah you know uh you know like people always think oh they, all these people coming out of shows they need to be safe I'm like yeah some of these people lost people to COVID yeah and coming out to the show especially with social distance or whatever for them it was like an escape they were they're aware of the inherent risks they had someone who died from it. Yeah. And me going there and talking about my dick or whatever was like, <laughs> was like the little escape. Gave from them it. a break. Yeah. yeah from and, 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 and they weren't around for those stories. I'm not going to tell every story, but like, that's the, that's the dual sword. Like, like, I'm not going to knock any any type of comedy. I would never do that. Yeah. Like, my thing is all of it's important. All yeah. of it's, whether it's digital or physical, it's just the, the only thing we could try to do in, in, in trying to reopen, like, doing shows again is be as safe as possible. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Now I've seen some people kind of reckless, but like that's, that's, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah. You know I mean? I'm trying to, I'm well, not you and I to... are in the same boat too. Cause w- w- the shows that we do, cause we do this, we would do this anyway, but we stand in the back. Like I'm not taking, I'm trying yeah. not to take up seats for anybody, but I stand in the back away from people already. And then I try to always keep my mask on. I've caught myself a couple of times, where you almost fall back into that, like when it's just me and like a bunch of other comics, like yeah. there's there's no one at the venue but other like like yeah. five other comedians. I'll I'll catch myself taking my mask off and stuff and like talking. And I understand I need to do better with that, but yeah. like if there's actual like people there, like civilians, like normal people, yeah. I'm masked up. I'm but in the I mean, back. I'm then, away like, from everybody. Even then, when you take your mask off, it's lots of times when you have a, a, a drink or a soda or yeah. something like that. So you're technically doing within the guidelines, but like I like my thing is it. it it's tough for me and, and, and yourself included. Like we're people, people. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we like to mingle and talk and I'm a hugger and all that shit. Yeah. I've, you know, like it's just weird. Like you've next elbow, that. elbow bumping or yeah. fist bumping friends that I haven't seen in a long time. Like I want to kiss you in the mouth right now. Like, <laughs> I can't, you know? Oh man. Well, we've got some shows coming up. Uh, you and me will be in Richmond Hill, Georgia next Thursday. That's the 17th. And then what do you have? You have the 18th Hyperion. Hyperion. And then uh, the 19th, which is Saturday. I'm in Sanford at Oasis on the River. All right. Beautiful. Again, uh, plug your social media one more time. Let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, basically, uh, pretty much on all platforms except Facebook. Facebook's Marcus Crespo, but all the pla- other platforms is Marcus Crespo Besto or M. Crespo Besto. Beautiful. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Thank you, Joe Dorville, for the new intro music. Shouts out to Headphone Joe, no O, no E in the phone. Check out his album, TV, available on all digital platforms. My name is Brennan Tassif. Check me out at Brennan T. Comedy on all social media, brennantcomedy.com for my upcoming dates. And thank you all so much for listening. We love you all, and we will talk to you next week.